We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Thursday night, Hand Raised Guys, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you. we got the uh, the Seahawks and the Bears up on the television Got you guys that are in the stream here uh, watching us live. We'll take your calls here in a little while. We'll talk to Tyler Siski about Ole Miss's scrimmage last Saturday. He knows more football than Neil and I combined, so we'll see what he thought versus what uh, we thought from last Saturday. It was open to the public and the uh, the media. A lot of stuff on MPW Digital on the podcast feed today, so check in. This will be the uh, the Friday morning edition of the podcast as well, so uh Hand-raised guys brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Same great products, same great services. You guys know the drill by now. It's hot right now, but the cool weather supposedly will come later in the fall. You want to make sure at some point this fall that that heating system is ready to roll. You know how it smells terrible when you first turn it on, and sometimes that's a sign of a problem. You can get ahead of that problem by getting in touch with Comer, getting in touch with Southern. If you live in the Oxford, Tupelo area, get in touch with Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in the Memphis area, Hernando, South Haven, Olive Branch, pick your town, Horn Lake, get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Great service, great people. They're going to take care of you. Make sure you tell them that you heard about them here on MPW Digital. I was looking for the Ole Miss game. I haven't. Do you have a way to get Braves Mets on this TV? Uh, is that doable? Would that what channel would that be? I have no idea. I'm just seeing Twitter is all. Ole Miss is up three nothing at the half. By the way, so I like their like, chances against the Lions tonight. Looks like they've got that under control. Yeah, I'll look for uh, Braves Mets while we get rolling. Okay, we're going to get Tyler Siski on in a minute. We're going to talk some um, his observations from the scrimmage on Saturday. He was there. Um, I have this NCAA letter. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. So the NCAA sent out a letter today to its member institutions. Someone surreptitiously sent me a copy. Uh, Division One, Power Five, everybody. What are we talking about? Uh, it appears to be, might be everybody, but it's directed to Division One. Okay. And we'll read it in a little bit. Oh. 
It's uh, it's about NIL and compliance, and they're basically begging people to turn themselves in. Listen, if you're not cheating, I just told somebody this. I told Tyler this a minute ago. I mean, if, uh, if you're not cheating now, it's on you. It is literally your own fault. You're just stupid. You're just stupid. Or you are, I don't know what the word would be. The good little soldier is not going to win this this, this this battle. I, I mean, mean, I mean, if it makes you happy. Maybe you sleep a little better at night. Maybe so. I mean. Your thread count is going to be a little less than the people that do cheat a little bit. Because it's not even cheating. No, it's not really cheating. It's just, I don't think I can get Braves Mets. I can get Braves Mets up here if you'd okay. rather watch I, mean, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, we don't have to switch away from football. I just No, I mean, it's preseason football. It doesn't count. DeGrom so. was pitching. I was just Oh, let's, let's find it. Okay. What is the channel of the Braves and Mets, guys? I'll find it here. We, we got it right here. Oh, okay. Do you care which, you can't hear. So I can't, matter. I couldn't care less. No. All right, we got Braves. We got the Braves broadcast. Braves did something well, I guess. They're cheering for a second. So, two nothing Braves. Oh, how about that against the Grom? This is a good uniform game. You like the road Mets? I do. I do. I like the road Mets a lot, and I love the Braves home uniform. I've always thought it was terrific. The Braves have really good suits all the way around. I love their retro baby blues, kind of the well, the royal blue that they wear. It's not really baby, the royal blue. Um, I don't like their navy, like with the navy, the monochromatic navy. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't like that uniform at all. I like their white, I like their gray, and, and they have a kind of a cream that I like mm-hmm. a lot. And I generally like the Mets uniforms. I know people like to dog That's an them. underrated color scheme, actually. It's okay. It's good. I'll, I, the Mets have nice suits. The white pinstripe's a good look. The uh, road gray is a good look. And I don't mind their blue top. No, I, I'm fine with the blue top. Yeah. I got no issue I, at all with I, the I blue love top. their hat. It's a good hat. It is. I don't know. Does, does anybody have, like, really bad uniforms in baseball? The Rays. Yeah. They suck. They are still bad, aren't they? The Most, Diamondbacks. They have those. They're awful. The pewter. Awful. Like, teal. Awful. awful. Belongs to the minor league. Those are actually the worst there are. Yeah. Really bad. Seattle has a sneaky good uniform. And I actually, I, I will say this. I don't like the font and what it looks like, but I like the Rays colors when they wear their more powder jersey. Okay. They put that on white pants with the navy hat. Yeah. And it's 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 all right. I don't I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm 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 pretty good. There's some sneaky, fantastic major league baseball uniforms. Not even sneaky. Pittsburgh. I mean, the Phillies. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because you're like outside of the ones we would always talk about. I mean, San, uh, San Francisco. It's a great uniform. Detroit. Oh, I like the Tigers. Are you kidding? I like the Tigers. It may be number one. The home Tigers uniform may be number one. Really? Oh, dude, it's fantastic. How do you separate Tigers from Dodgers and Royals? Mm, do I have you're, to? Because you're 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 big on the white and the royal blue now. Yeah, but that tiger uniform, that navy with the English D, and it's nice and clean. Really good. The English D is an underrated Major League Baseball really logo. Really good. It's really good. Makes you feel like you're going back in time. Considering they have red and white, I don't like the Angels uniforms. No, they're fine. But yeah. yeah, they don't. For the color scheme that you have, well, it's they a keep failure. changing it. I get it's the Miami thing, but the Marlins uniforms no, are not good. It's bad. Because, like, I, I 
I pulled up a minute ago just to make sure I could see the uniforms. I wasn't following their ranking their their rankings at all. But this should make a this website should be taken and thrown out from whatever else is on it because of this one article. Because they have the Kansas City Royals uniforms nineteenth. No. Nineteenth. That is false. That is false. That is not a true statement. That that is they have them behind the Padres nope. who have horrid uniforms. Nope. The Padres have horrid uniforms. Yes. No, that's that is a false statement. The Royals, in fact, their whole collection of uniforms My, is fantastic. It's up in the top five because the powder blue alternate is great. I sneak you like the White Sox uniforms. Yeah, I do too. Hate the Rockies uniforms. Yeah, it's fine. The Brewers have the best logo in baseball yes. to then have some of the worst jerseys in baseball. Yeah. The the MB is my favorite logo, maybe in sports. It's fantastic. But the jerseys are... Nationals have really good uniforms. It's a good look with the curly W. It's a good, consistent look. And you like Pittsburgh, you said. No, I love it. Pittsburgh's home white is just spectacular. It is. It's a great look. For a team that sucks so bad. They do suck, but their their uniform is great. Got a couple questions. Memphis yeah. Rebel says, when can, will the SEC renegotiate and re-sign their TV deal? They're already negotiating it. Um, when can they do it? It goes into effect in 20. There's two more years left on this contract, the 2022 season and the 2023 season. Yeah, like look at that Met uniform. That's fantastic. I love that. Um and then uh, Kyle says, is chili and soup a cold-weather food or all-year-around food? Cold weather. Um, it's cold weather. You don't want a bowl of chili when it's 97 degrees outside. But soup is a more generic term. Like, what, what are we talking about? Are we talking about a stew? Are we talking about... I mean, do you... I'm actually more likely to eat like tomato chili soup. in the summer than I am chicken noodle. Something about chicken noodle is winter to me. That's the one that yeah. I'm like... I. Like, if I was making out the grocery list, I'd never go, hey, let's do the really creamy chicken noodle soup in the middle of August. That doesn't that doesn't compute. No. At all. Um, yeah, I, I eat chicken tortilla soup year-round. Okay. I'm, I'm with you there. Is that okay? Yeah, but, like, tomato soup, it's got to be cold outside. Because you... It just has to be cold outside. I don't want it in July. And if but you, you don't want the big hearty chili in the middle of the summer. No. The... Yet in, in January, I'm in. Okay. So, yeah, it depends. But chili, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, it's fine. Tyler Siski getting some love in the thread, which reminds me I need to call him here momentarily, get him on. Um, Are we going to try the Skype or do we just go to the uh, FaceTime or just do the Skype? We did the Skype last time, right? I'll just do that. Uh, Jay Robertson, that's we did it because it's easier to get hits, but that's probably not the worst idea is changing the YouTube feed to MBW Digital. I don't know. I have not really thought about it, to be honest. We could do that. Yeah. I, it, I mean, I could do it right now. I just slipped, it it kind of slipped my mind. What is it now, Ole Miss Sports? It is, yeah. Can we keep both? That way nobody else can take Ole Miss Sports? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You have to choose one. <laughs> this is our secondary name, actually. All right, I'm getting going to get Tyler on. Tyler was at Ole Miss's scrimmage on Saturday. We'll we'll talk some football. So you had Avery, you had three fillings today. That, that sucks. sounds like that really is not a good day. Yeah, Neil was not going to compliment the Cardinals uniforms. Um, 
their cream uniform is 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 fine. I hate them. I'm sorry. So it's so just, you can't even do it. I tried. How do you rank the central uniforms? Cubs, Brewers. Really? Or, no, Cubs, no. Pirates, Reds, Brewers, Cardinals. You asked me a question. I answered it. <laughs> I'm not complimenting them. I don't want to compliment them. I don't need to compliment them. I hope they lose. I don't like them. I'm. I'm. We've won a World Series more recently than they have. Screw them. There you go. Well, that's true. I mean, it's like me telling a bunch of people in this thread, hey, compliment Mississippi State's uniforms. Go. Do people, it. People go, ah. Yeah. Just go ahead. <laughs> Fill me in. Can't do it, huh? <laughs> Did you see they're like retro or whatever they announced the other day? The state ones? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> they try too hard with their uniforms. It was like the Hello. Tyler, how are you? Hey, brother, how are you doing? Oh, good. Well, you're live, by the way. Yeah, you're man. live, by the way, so you're on. So if you say something insane. <laughs> hey, Chase, I appreciate the warning. I was, I was not 100% sure by the cadence of your voice that you were aware, so I thought, let's just. Oh, what I was going to say about Mississippi State's uniforms, Mississippi State gets one uniform right. They have a home baseball the white. pinstripe white uniform that's really nice. And I actually every- like their maroon V-neck, the 80s. It's okay. I actually like that as their, like, Sunday day uniform now on sunday they start trying to wear black and yeah all this they try way too hard you a baseball uniform guy tyler i am a huge uh, baseball uniform guy all right so i am kind of partial i'm going with the throwback braves uh i guess i don't know what kind of blue you call it the royal blue royal blue i don't know Yeah, the royal blue all right let's do this let's do it this way braves because because braves your hearts with the braves braves are disqualified from this competition of the other uniforms which one Uh, does it for you we're going modern or throwback whatever you want to do i I don't have rules i'm I'm the ncaa Uh, man i'm toothless i like the uh i like the brewers old school brewers but they they kind of screwed it up with the recent stuff uh i wish they'd do more of the old school stuff with the brewers but my all-time favorite, I do have to go here. Um, I like the Pirates, Willie Stargell, um, pinstripe hat. I'm all, I'm all about that. Oh, you like the uh, the kind of the square top hat, the flat yeah, top let's hat. Go, let's go the, the bright-ass yellow and, and black pants. That's what I'm about. 1979 World Series is the Pirates with that hat and the Orioles with the old-school uniform that was freaking awesome, that is still kind of awesome. That was a hell of a – I mean, I was too young to fully understand it at the time, but that was a great uniform World Series. I yeah, was, that was good stuff. I was nine years old. Good stuff. At the time, and I have no idea why, but one of my favorite players was the Orioles center fielder, Al Bumbry. Why in the hell? I, I guess I must have had his baseball card, and so I cheered for him. But I, I remember being upset the night that the uh, Orioles lost to the Pirates in Game 7 because I, I liked Scott McGregor was the Game 7 starter for the Orioles. I cheered for him. I liked uh, Al Bumry, Ken Singleton. That team had Doug DeSensei at third base. I liked him. I liked, for some reason, I kind of liked the Orioles back then. Bumbry is in the... Dude, that's, uh, that's going back right there. Yes, sir. He was the AL Rookie of the Year, an All-Star, and a World Series champion. 
Bumbry. Yeah, he won the World Series in eighty three. Were you even alive during that game? Uh, December of eighty three, Tyler. So no, because the the Orioles won it in October of eighty three. Yeah, uh-uh. that is incorrect. Cal Ripken was a I mean, rookie. I don't remember it either. So Cal Ripken was a rookie. Uh, Eddie Murray was in the early stages of his career. That was that was the man. You talk about the days. I was a Major League Baseball freak back then. I'd get up in the mornings, Monroe News Star, Shreveport Times. I was just digging into uh, box scores, 13 years old. Didn't miss a pitch of that World Series. Orioles, I think Phillies. And then the next year, the Cubs just went on a tear in the National League and came one, one game away from going to the World Series. The Tigers beat the Padres. Uh, I was kind of broken hearted. Remember that one? Yeah. Did you watch it? Was it on? I did watch it, but uh, I watched it with a foul taste in my mouth because I the Cubs the Cubs broke my heart that year. Okay. <laughs> Are you watching the Braves, Tyler? While we're talking. All right. So don't tell me anything. I have it TiVo'd. Um, I'm actually at the I guess we call it TiVo uh, DVR'd. I'm still at the office. I'm in quick U studios uh, here in Oxford, Mississippi, trying to fill out some freaking paperwork so we can get paid. I added two new clients. You got more paperwork to do. So who'd you, who'd you add to that? What it is? Can you can you say who you added? Yeah, we've added. Uh, I guess I'm doing. I'm sitting here doing paperwork for NC State as we speak. Oh, the Wolfpack. Look at the you, Wolfpack. you and Dave Doran so, together. Finally, oh God, just took I, a minute. Hey, it was it was destiny, Chase. It was destiny. We were we were meant to be together. <laughs> Take a break on the podcast. Tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look on underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at Community mtg.com podcast also brought to you by northeast spark that's n-e-s-p-a-r-c service people across rural communities the two packages the ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze the one gig that powers the clark ford studio i've got it at home as well your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband that's nespark.com 662-238-3159 again nespark.com with prime shrimp you get restaurant quality shrimp shipped straight to your door They also make it easy if you're a first-time customer. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. They have six different meals in a bag, everything from the uh, the signature blend that has been my favorite for a really long time and the new flavor, the lemon and cracked pepper, quickly moving up the the list. It's a versatile option there for salads just by itself. Do a lot of different things with it. Put it on pastas. Again, lemon and cracked pepper is the newest flavor, six in total. There with Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com, shipped straight to your door, less than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. They also have their individually packaged or individually frozen frozen shrimp. It's like you find at the restaurant or the uh, grocery store, except a higher quality, a restaurant quality shrimp from Prime Shrimp. Again, those are in two pound bags and can also be shipped straight to your door as well. And it's almost Grove season. It's time for Johnston Hill Creamery to let you uh Get your tailgate catering taken care of. They're doing that in options for to feed 10, to feed 20, or to feed 40 for all Ole Miss home games this season. They uh, do a great job of artfully arranging the catering on trays, make your presentation look outstanding. They've got everything from some of my favorites, which is the pepper jelly, the uh, the uh, specialty trays, 
the artisanal, which is their uh, local cheeses they make in-house every single day, the grazing, the charcuterie, the uh, sandwiches, and then great desserts like uh, cookies, brownies, and more. They'll do the crudite if you want something a little healthier. Again, all there with Johnson Hill Creamery. That's 662-419-9201. And then last but certainly not least, G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and the upper med scene. Your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So whether it's one delivery, one pickup, they'll have what you need when you need it with G&M. And they can also transfer your medications. It is really, really easy. You don't have to stay with the big box stores. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. You're going to know the people. They're going to care about you. They're going to know you, and they'll get what you need, what you need when you need it with, again, G&M. That's 662-236-2222. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. There's 162 of these. If we ruin one, Tyler, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, I know DeGrom's pitching and whatnot, but you'll you'll catch up. God, what happened to uh, yeah? What, what happened to Acuna's I leg mean, right there? That is, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, look, there has been there have been many many um, fights started in my house about that. So let's 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 chill out. Let's chill okay. out. Put a tourniquet on that, for the love of God. Uh, sorry, that's not like I'm not a fan of many things. You know, I'm not, I mean, I really I'm not. I, I have. Golf, I have NASCAR, and I have the Braves. Can you give me just something? All right, so you went to the Ole Miss scrimmage on Saturday. Um, 
we'll start with the obvious. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the week on McCready and Siski, and I stopped you for two reasons. I wanted to save it for tonight, and also because I just don't want that show to become an Ole Miss show because that gets really repetitive in our network. Um, not because we have anything against Ole Miss. It's just we have a lot of Ole Miss shows, and so we don't need to add another Ole Miss show. We need to make it a different kind of show. What did you think of the uh, the quarterbacks? I know you just saw one practice. You saw about 90 minutes. What did you think of Altmeyer versus Dart? Yeah, like we talked about, to me, and again, this is make sure the fans understand this. I saw 90 minutes. I mean, you and Chase have actually seen more than I have. Um, I've seen 90 minutes. But if I was just, if that's all I saw um, from what I saw live, I don't even know why we're having a debate. Um, I thought, and I think you and I have talked about this, and, and forgive me, it's been a long week. I don't remember if, uh, if I said this. Yes, but or not, but from to me it appeared that you know Dart was a guy that was out there to win the job, and Luke was trying not to lose it. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, Dart was, you know, his eyes were downfield. He's not afraid to uh, take chances. Um, and and when he was in, I know there's been a lot of, I know you and I have talked. There's been a lot of uh, debate or whatever about his decision making and things like that. But when he was in the pocket, he looked. He was making good decisions in the pocket. Now, I don't know protection-wise. There's a lot of things that regardless of, of what, how much I watched, you know, I don't know what he's being taught. You know, is, he, is he switching protections and things like that? Because there was a lot of pressure on him. So did he mess protections up or whatever? I don't know. But while he was in the pocket, he seemed to do uh, run the offense really well. And then when he escaped the pocket, that's when you saw some of the – you could see some issues to where, you know, taking care of the football and things like that and ball security issues. But, you know, he looked comfortable running the offense. Um, and then, you know, Luke, all I'd heard from, you know, everybody obviously in this town, but uh, is, you know, he's too conservative, he checks it down, too conservative, check it down. And I really didn't see that. Um, I saw him being a little bit indecisive on some shot plays and things like that, and then waiting on routes to come open downfield, but just not pulling the trigger, and then had nowhere else to go with the ball but to check it down. Um, so I think he's probably been, um, you know, a little indecisive with that, uh, looking to rush a little bit. Um, and then, you know, Kincaid Dent, man, I mean, everybody's throwing the guy away. I mean, he, he had a good day. I mean, it is what it is, and I know uh, Lane – uh, came out and said as much, and I agree. I mean, I thought the guy did a good job, especially with who he was uh, throwing to. I guess we'll go there, though, Tyler, because, I mean, we knew and I've had this discussion. I mean, it was it's Kincaid has looked kind of like that for the most part, most of camp, but he hasn't taken any reps with the first team or the second team, and I guess as now sort of a media member as a, as a, as a coach, I mean, it, it, what level do we mention him, though? Because when he's not even moved up to the top field, if in any other position, I don't feel like we would be factoring them in, whereas we're at least talking about it at the quarterback position. I mean, what do you do when he's not taking reps with the first or the second team? Chase just called you a media member. Eh, it's fair enough. He does a podcast. I heard that, Chase. You, you, yeah. you curse me out. Um, but, no, you're right. I mean, look, and again, it was 90 minutes of what I yeah, saw. Sure. And, I, and I saw Kincaid, obviously, when he was here and saw, you know, what he was doing. But, look, Lane's, Lane's not a dumbass, okay? He, he knows what he's doing at quarterback, especially, um, and any kind of offensive stuff. But he is – he sees it every day. And so, if he's not getting reps with the ones and twos, it's because 
he's not performing well enough to get reps with the ones and twos. I mean, Lane, there's nobody, there's no Ole Miss fan that wants to win more than Lane Kiffin. So he's not going to not play a guy. He doesn't care who it is. He's going to play the best guy that gives him the best chance to win. And if he's not getting reps with the ones and twos, it's because for however long, you know what, for two years now, he hasn't done anything to show that he deserves those. Uh, You had a lot of praise for the running backs. Um, There's a bunch of guys out there that all sort of looked the part. What did you see from them? And, you know, they, I mean, I, I can't remember. Um, I know there's probably somebody that's, you know, can remember the 1960 national championship game that can probably tell me a little bit better. But in my recent memory, since I've been alive, I don't know if I've seen a more talented room at this university. Extreme talent. Um, they're going to have, and, and with depth. And at that position in this league, that is that they that room is good enough to win big. They have plenty of talent. Um, uh, with uh, Evans, with Jenkins, with Bentley, with Bullock. I mean, you got four guys that could play anywhere in this league, and I really do mean that anywhere. Um, Evans is special. I think he has – I've seen him for a long time now. I think he has unbelievable talent. Uh, Bullock was a kid, obviously, we recruited when I was there uh, from Columbia. I've seen him grow up, obviously, know where he's at. Uh, Quinshawn, I've seen his high school recruitment through what I do in my business. Um Phenomenal player. And then Bentley's probably the one that I know the least amount about um, from a uh, coach standpoint, but probably was one of the most impressive guys out there. I think they got some depth. They did a really good job getting him here. Um, They definitely got options. I'm curious to get your thoughts on something because I've talked to some people around the program, inside the program. They're not – just thrilled yet with wide receiver some of that is they're kind of waiting for somebody or two bodies to three bodies to step up and be the guy and uh, Jalen Robinson's had some injuries in, in the in the preseason camp is it is it hard to develop wide receiver depth slash chemistry slash stars when you don't really know who your quarterback is Yes and no. Uh, that's a that's a tricky question. With, with not knowing who your quarterback is, I mean, you're going to be. I mean, the receivers are going to be who they are. Um, you know, I've been coaching receivers for a long time. And, you know, you go through this and not knowing who your quarterback is going to be, and then you name one. But I mean, they're going to get re- they get plenty of reps with both guys or really all three guys to develop chemistry throughout the year. So I don't think the chemistry is going to be a problem. You know, and I'm, I don't mean to go too. I guess that's why we're on the show talking about it. I don't mean to go too coachy, but. My concern uh, would be knowing what's coming, because if I'm a, if I'm a defensive coach and and I can go ahead and tell you it's coming, it's going to come early and often. There's no way I'm playing too high with these guys. I mean, too high safeties. I'm bringing an extra body in the box and I'm going to force the quarterbacks to beat you. Well, when that happens, you're going to get a ton of man coverage, and so you have to be able to, to beat that within separation. And that's the one thing, you know. Um, uh, who was it that wasn't playing? Um, Robinson didn't play yeah, on, yeah. Uh, wasn't out there. So I didn't get a chance to see him. Uh, I work with, uh, Dave Shoemate that just joined us here quick. You, he, he was, he came from central Florida. So he's very familiar. Talk about how great he was, but you know, really struggling getting in, getting open versus man coverage. And, and I'm not talking about, they're just big, they're big body guys that don't create a lot of separation. And they're going to have to big body people and out muscle people with Mingo and with Heath and those guys, um, and they're going to have they're going to be forced to make plays. And you know, especially when the competition gets a little uh, stouter, 
later on in the in the season. You know, people aren't going to let these running backs run up down the field. And you know, as talented as this room is, you know. Lane's not going to just be hard-headed and run into a brick wall. You know, if they're playing down, he's going to throw the ball and he's going to take uh, the top off. And he's been able to do that the first two years. Um, he, uh, you know, he's going to have to do it again. And uh, the receivers are going to have to step up and get open and make plays uh, to move, move the offense. What did you see on the lines of scrimmage? Uh, offensively, I think the first five are going to be really good. Um, depth is probably, if I had a concern, um, up front offense will definitely be depth. There seemed to be some issues when the young bucks were in there. And look, this is the SEC. You're going to ha- you're going to have to play more than five offensive linemen during the season. Um, you know, you're going. It just is what it is. And so they, they're going to have to um, work a little bit there. Um, with Broker not playing, you saw some of that show up. Uh, when Caleb Warren was not with the second team, there was some issues there at center. Um, so. You know, depth of the offensive line, I think, is going to be a, a thing to watch for. Um, on the flip side, on the defensive line, um, look, I, I think they've done a great job uh, there. It was very and, – and they really – they deserve credit here. Um, you know, I'll call a spade a spade. Credit's due where it's due. They went from basically – we were recruiting to a three-down system. Um, they initially wanted to go to a four-down system but didn't have enough dudes. And so they really spent a lot of time uh, getting guys in here. And defensive line-wise, there's not really, I wouldn't say like a marquee player, but there's just so much quality depth that that's going to pay off in the long run. So now in the fourth quarter, you're going to have fresh guys rolling in there, and it's going to work out to to be where you feel like you do have dudes and guys are going to be able to make plays because they're going to be fresh. Um, but they're they're really deep on the defensive line, probably as deep as it's been in a long time. Uh, there's been a concern throughout the camp, throughout the summer, about linebackers. They're trying different people. They're trying uh, Demond Clowney. They're trying um, Brandon Mack. Brandon Mack. They're just <clears throat> trying dudes. They were moving act- moving safeties up, basically. Yeah, they were actively searching the portal all summer. Uh, they've got Troy Brown, who will uh, have a show here on the MPW Digital Network all season. But other than that, I don't know that they're just – I don't know that they feel super about it. Again, with one practice you were watching a lot, what would you see there? Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's there's concerns there. There were, you know, several plays to where – and, again, I don't mean to be get too coachy and on everybody, but – where the backer position was really late to react and, and fit, we call fitting the gap or fitting their responsibility. They were late on fits, and the offensive line was able to get to the second level too easy, I guess that would probably be the right way to say it, especially with a defensive line that was in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I agree. I think there's going to be some some issues there. they got to find those. And the chase to what you were saying with bringing the safeties down, I think they're going to have to do that. But, again, where the problem comes in is now you're getting smaller, okay? And then when you start getting in the, in the league play and you're bringing a bunch of small dudes in there, you know, the other teams are going to turn it into physics problems and they're just going to, you know, run at you. And can you stop it? So that will be the first big test, you know, in league play is somebody just lining it up and running it right at them. Now, the defense line's really good. You can roll some guys in there and keep guys off the backers. But 
that's going to be a test and, and to see how that works early to see, you know, can they keep the, you know, go tempo and keep the smaller guys on the field and then just run at them. That's what I would do. So, I mean, I know it's one practice. I know it's 90 minutes and I get all those things, but did any of the linebackers, I mean, I had to say stick out more than the other, but I mean, what, what, what how, how do you sort of handicap what they do there at this point? recruit okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i mean nothing i can help them with right now um <laughs> but <laughs> uh not a quick you client um but uh yeah i don't know man i they just they got to figure out schematically you know you can move guys around you can create movements but again at the end of the day uh they're going to get caught some uh they're uh just a matter of you know can they improve as as we go along they as good on the back end as they think they are? Because they think they're pretty good back there. They got a bunch of bodies. Well again, that's like why it's it's the it's the uh it's the equation of watching a scrimmage, right? Where you're worried about, you know, the receivers, man, they're not getting a lot of separation, things like that. Well, it's usually because the defense is covering them up. So it's kind of one of those scrimmages where either the receivers are not very good and the and the DBs are really good, or both of them stink. You know what I'm saying? Like you're hoping yeah. that they, they did a great job. Um, I thought man coverage-wise, I think I only saw, and again, I don't have the tape. I'm sure there were several others um, watching it. But just live, I can only remember one time, and I think that was Dennis, uh Jackson beat uh, battle on a go route pretty good off the line and press coverage. But besides that, in man coverage or any matchup situation zone, I thought the DBs did a great job covering. Um, you know, and – to that point, a lot of the completions that the quarterbacks had were in zone coverage underneath, you know, in that backer window, and that's what we were talking about just a second ago, Chase. I think they may have to go a little bit smaller in there. Uh, to, you know, you're almost done if you do, then if you don't, but you got to, you know, you got to pick your poison. Are you better off, though, doing something like that where you move Tennyson up to basically play a linebacker? Or, you know, and other have safeties. I just mean literally move them around where they play that position almost. And, and, and I know, like I said, you're going to have that physics problem, but that's better off than somebody who's literally not in the right place, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, you'd rather them be in the right place. Um, and we, we survived here in 12, I think. I mean, y'all, I'm getting old. So whatever my first year with Freeze was in twelve, yeah, right. with uh, Denzel Denzel Kandichi in there, right? Denzel's a small guy, and he came here. You know, he was supposed to be a safety and all that stuff, and and he bored up in there and played physical and played out of his mind. Um, we were not very, we didn't have any backers back then either. So um, you know, somebody's going to get in there and become a crazy person and sacrifice their body a lot to, um, you know. Clog some, you know, play dirty, man. Just clog it up and, and tell the big boys get there. But, you know, you're done if you do, done if you don't. If you go small, you're going to get ran at. You know, if you go big, you can get thrown at. So it's picky poison. We say it all the time. That 2012 job was a remarkable coaching job. That team, that team had no business winning seven games. Yeah, maybe the worst football team I've ever been a part of um, as far as talent. We had like two and a half SEC players in that team. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I know everybody jokes and they got their got their things. I'm, I know Neil's going to get a chuckle out of this, but you know, they really should build a statue of Hugh Freeze after that 2012 year. Just call it a day. There's no question about it. I mean, halftime of the opener, you trailed Central Arkansas. That's right. 
I was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a, not, not, a, not, a, not a fun halftime speech. I mean, I remember watching that game going, boy. What I mean, do, what, what, what did he say at the half? Uh, I don't, rem- I don't remember exactly. I just remember him. Uh, you know, we have the coaches' locker room right there. We'd always get together, and remind you, we came from Arkansas State, so we're very familiar with Central Arkansas. Um, and he, it was something to the effect of if this was last year, it'd be 53 to nothing good guys and something that he was not very happy. Um, I think he may, he may, uh, came to the closest of hurting Tussin in a long time. He was not very happy. Um, but he said, we better get it, we better get it figured out. Or we're going to be unemployed pretty quick around here. So yeah, uh, we got to figure it out. Yeah. 20 um, to 14 at halftime. Yeah. Was that the first game? It yeah. Was. It was game one. The final was 49-27. Yeah, your second game was UTEP when uh, Trey got uh, ejected. Yeah, we talked about the – yeah, yeah. That's my dude. (laughs) You know, you got, like, Chase, you know, the the thing that's that's the best part is you got to love violence, man. You know, I choose violence. Trey's my guy. Got to love contact, and uh, he's he's what they're all about. But, you know, that's how we do it, baby. Trey probably had like three rains before that game. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Are you still drinking? Sure. Are you still drinking rain here at seven forty-four at night? Uh, no, the thermogenic. Um, the one thing that's a that's a one day a deal. Yeah. Um, if you go more than one, you know I can't be responsible. Yeah, I, on the I, warning label. I've enjoyed my rains, but I have to stop at one. I can't. I can't move to a second rain. That that would lead. That would lead to a three a.m. I don't know what. I, I don't know whether I go for a run at three a.m. or come in here and start working. But I'd do something. Yeah, I'll go. I will if I dabble in more than one. It's usually a little mixer with a little cat head, you know, and uh, you know, cap yeah. it off the night. Yeah, that's uh, that's about the right when I double it up. An up an upper and a downer there, kind of like a Red Bull and vodka back in the day. <laughs> Dude, yeah. like it, the worst. If you ever like, if that's if you really get after it drinking those things, you will hate yourself the next morning. It's not not a, not a good not a good uh, not a good recipe. It looks like they've got Acuna stabilized on the field. So, um... dude, stop! You're killing me. You can't do that. <laughs> hey, do you want to pay Degrom next year? Do you want to say the hell with it for two years or what? Mm-hmm. I mean, he might as well. Hey, how about this? And I know you're a baseball guy, Chase, and I'm, I know we're talking football, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm a Braves fan. Did you see where uh, Alex and uh, he is paid Riley, all these Acuna, and now uh, Harris. Uh, my Harris. Yeah. yeah, Harris. All of their contracts combined, less than what they're paying Trout. He's done a remarkable job. I don't. I don't know how they find these guys who all agree to these long-term deals early in their careers, but it's it's remarkable management. If you can get it, lock part. it up. Oh, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, and the young guys make a lot more now. Oh. They make a lot more now than they would have made. Now they're giving up some money on the back end potentially, but they get they get the security up front, and it's it's a win-win for everybody. Oh yeah, imagine what uh, Robert Acuna, uh, Ronnie Acuna gets at the end of the year. Like what is he getting if he's a free agent? Uh, forty million. He gets whatever he wants. Yeah, he gets forty a year. Yeah. I mean, I'm fascinated, honestly. I, as a Cubs fan, I've said this: if I'm the Cubs, 
And I don't think Jacob DeGrom wants to play for the Cubs, so I don't think it's going to matter. But if I'm the Cubs, I call him his agent and I offer a two-year, $110 million deal. No joke. I do. Look, I don't care what it I, – I really don't care what it takes. I really don't. I mean, if I have to donate to the fund, I don't care if it's $200 million. I'd pay DeGrom whatever he wants. He's the most dominant pitcher in the game, and it's not even close. Yeah. I, I mean, the guy's I, unbelievable. I, if I'm the Cubs and he's not pitching in my uniform next year, it's because somebody offered him $60 million a year. I, I, I kid you not. I literally just go up to him and go, yeah. for two years, I'll give you $50, $55 million a year. Yeah, I mean, if you got to have a, a portion of beer sales, hot dog sales, yeah, whatever. whatever it takes, get him in Atlanta, and I'll be happy. Hey, man, appreciate your time. Uh, enjoyed the show today. People can listen to it. Uh, McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. It was episode number nine. We'll be doing this twice a uh, twice a week from now forward for a That's while. It, so brother. Talk to you on talk to you on Monday. Have a good weekend. All right, brother. Take care. That was Tyler Siski.